0: Welcome to the Hospital IQ Podcast. I'm Michael Krogman. Hospital IQ recently commissioned Censuswide to survey over 200 hospital-based bedside nurses to get their opinions on vaccine mandates, how their hospitals and themselves are dealing with COVID, the fallout that they see coming, and if it's changed their future career plans at all. Joining us today to discuss these results are Charles Moore, a research consultant from Censuswide, and Terry Ridge, Hospital IQ's Director of Clinical Solutions. Charles, I want to start with you and uh, diving into the data that you found from the survey a little bit. What were some of the things that jumped out to you as surprising or concerning about this survey compared to some of the other research you've done in the past?
1: Yes, well, uh, there was a lot, to be honest, that was both surprising and generally concerning in places as well. A lot of really interesting data points from this survey. Opposition to the mandate was uh, very high up at about 60% people who would actually consider leaving as a result of the mandate and uh, those who wouldn't but still oppose it. Also, I think probably the most shocking was uh, how many people are actually considering leaving the profession. That being extremely high at 90% was uh, possibly the biggest headline. Also, just how high and how wide-ranging the impacts of the pandemic have been on nursing, I I thought was extremely interesting. High impact of um, staffing shortages patient care and experiences have both seen a large impact as well. Yeah, there were
0: definitely some dramatic results in this survey. I think when we were putting it together that we expected some strong opinions, but it was maybe even starker than we thought. Terry, vaccine mandates are getting a lot of attention right now, but only a minority of nurses in our survey say they'd leave because of them. They have many other work-related reasons why they'd leave. What does that say to you?
2: The nursing shortage really has been growing for years, right? COVID has just made it much worse. But I've been working with hospitals across the country for close to five years now, and we've been hearing about this nursing shortage. The vaccine mandate doesn't necessarily shock me that, you know, many will not leave. The reasons why they're leaving is they're they're really burnt out. They can't, they can't deliver the care that they once did they don't feel that they're really understood or they're they're being heard from leadership. So the vaccine mandate a small percentage leaving really did not surprise me because I feel like there's just so many other reasons why they're going to be choosing to leave the bedside.
0: The survey results show that you know nurses are very dissatisfied and that dissatisfaction has been growing as you mentioned, but they're not necessarily looking to leave nursing. In general, it's more that they want to leave the bedside or their current hospital. For health system leaders that are trying to get you know, their arms around this problem, what's your takeaway for them?
2: I think they have to understand what is the problem at hand and why are they losing them? right? You know, they, they want to be heard. They want to help the problem. They want to, they want to help with a solution, but you talk to so many nurses and no one wants to hear what they have to say. So yes, they are leaving, but they don't want to leave the profession. They're dedicated to caring for people. That's why nurses go into the profession. So that didn't surprise me as well, that they're not leaving nursing in general They just want to leave the bedside. They want to get to a place where they feel that at the end of the day that they could deliver the care that they need to in a safe manner. And I really think that nursing leadership or hospital leadership need to listen to their nurses. What will it take to keep them doing what they set out to do and deliver that care? And and what will it take to keep them at the bedside? You know, really understanding how they feel and why they're leaving, I think, would do wonders for them at this point.
0: Charles, on that question specifically, in the survey, ninety percent of the nurses surveyed said they're thinking about leaving the bedside. Looking at the data and in your, uh, you know, your experience with questions like this, how likely is it? Do you think a large percentage of those nurses will actually leave if something isn't done to make the situation better?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. It's a difficult thing to predict, actually. Um, So there are a couple of things. Firstly, 90% is extremely high. Um, We found 70% would would count as a a high figure to be getting in a a survey like this.
2: So 90%
1: is extremely high. So that's one of the shocking elements of this. Um, Having said that, these are also surveys where we try and be a little informal and Try and put the respondents at ease when they're filling in the survey. So we like to see it as a, a survey that's filled in in more of a conversational way. So hopefully, how uh, the nurses who complete this survey would talk to friends, things like that. And so occasionally, those views can be a little dramatic and not always backed up by action. Um, it definitely shows a level, a high level of dissatisfaction, but. Uh, If you think when talking to friends and things, you you might often um, be slightly more dramatic than you're likely to act out. But even just a small percentage of this 90% actually following through with their dissatisfaction and leaving would be a dramatically high numbers.
0: Well, with that in mind, how many of the challenges facing nurses and, and their reactions to them do you think are anomalous or short-term, just directly related to COVID versus what are more long-term and systemic problems in healthcare?
1: It can be a little tricky to count because effectively we get a snapshot of the view that people have at the time, which is really useful, but also makes it a little difficult to kind of see how that will affect things Further forward or further back, we've got we've got a view of how things are at the moment, but I thought it's really interesting to ask, for example, with burnout, how many respondents have experienced burnout? So it's 72% of people who had experienced burnout before the pandemic. So it shows a fairly unhappy situation which has been exacerbated heavily by the pandemic, one thing I think that was interesting as well is that you see how many years in nursing respondents have served. It was interesting that people who are higher in terms of years of nursing, they were equally frustrated and naturally more so in some cases. It implies that it's the worst issue that's been seen in, the, in all of their experience. And it's a real worry because It just takes one final thing to actually push people out of the profession or looking to do something different in the profession.
2: And if I may add something, I think anyone who really was on the brink pre-pandemic, you know, working in these, these past two years has really pushed them. There were so many folks that were burned out prior to the pandemic, thinking of retiring, thinking of doing something else, possibly you know, moving into a different setting as a nurse, you know, whether it was an ambulatory or a doctor's office. And now the pandemic, I think, is just pushing anybody who has previously thought about leaving the bedside to leave the bedside, right? And now, you know, just second wave is even, you know, um, making it even worse. So Terry,
0: if this is sort of a now or never moment to make changes, these issues that have been growing for decades what are some of the short-term and long-term changes you think leadership needs to make?
2: Well, I think short-term, we're already in the crisis, right? They're already in the trenches, so they're already dealing with this crisis. And unfortunately, you know, many nursing leaders and leadership is right there in the trenches with them, just trying to get through the day and trying to help them. So, you know, short-term, doing whatever they can, whether it's additional staffing, whether it's agency, whatever they can do to help them. But again, they're in it right now. So short-term is just, I think they're all in survival mode and you'll hear them say that, that they're just going to work and surviving, right? Long-term is a whole different story. How are they gonna change this dynamic? How are they going to change the way nurses feel about coming to work every day? Whether it's gonna be really looking at their staffing ratios, understanding what is the biggest dissatisfier. Is it the way patients are allowed to treat nurses? That is the big one that's getting more and more prevalent around nursing. So I think it's really just understanding what the problem is going to be and and coming up with some resolution long-term. How are we going to keep these seasoned nurses at the bedside?
1: Yeah, I'd also add to that. The nurses who selected things they've experienced since uh, the pandemic started patients and their family members acting more entitled and demanding. It was already high at almost 50% for all respondents, but it's something that went up when we look at the number of years in nursing. That particularly surprised me that um, they have experienced patients and family members acting in a more entitled manner and people who are experienced and have seen it all before, feeling that had to be the case makes it a really strong argument, I'd say.
0: Terry, the survey also showed for nurses themselves that patient care mistakes are increasing because of the workload and the pressure. A lot of nurses say they're making mistakes they haven't ever made before, or they're seeing mistakes with patients that have gone from rare to fairly common. You know, with nursing being such a personal profession, you know, somebody being at the bedside of somebody who needs care, what does it do to a nurse, you know, emotionally and professionally when mistakes happen?
2: It devastates you. You don't go to work thinking that you're going to make a mistake that could potentially harm a patient that you're caring for. But we hear it from nurses that they feel that they're put in unsafe situations. They use the word unsafe. And because of the, the fact that they're They're so short-staffed, they're so burnt out, they feel that they're almost set up to be making additional mistakes, but nobody wants to make a mistake that will ever harm another human. It really is difficult on a nurse, very difficult. I had a nurse say to me a few weeks ago, you know, you go into a grocery store, you go into another store and you see signs that say, please be patient with us, we're understaffed. And she said to me, we can't say that. We can't say to patients and their families that we're understaffed because they don't want to hear that. They want the best care that can be delivered for themselves or their family member. And they just don't understand, you know, what is actually going on in hospitals today. And they're not patient and they're not understanding. So I thought that was a very interesting analogy that she stated.
0: One final question, and I'd like to get an opinion on this from both of you, with everything that's going on, how much time do healthcare leaders have, in your opinion, to show tangible results before nurses actually take action and leave the bedside? Terry, do you think it's six months or even sooner?
2: I think it'll be sooner. I really do think it'll be sooner. I think the second wave of COVID will definitely push people out. I don't think that they feel like there's an end near um to all of this so i do think it will be sooner than later i think anybody who is on the brink of leaving is probably going to leave sooner than later
1: Yeah, definitely we can see in the data people are unhappy they've been unhappy for a long time and that's just building and they can't see anything that's going to stop that until they um leave the profession so i i expect even since this Survey has taken place um, in, in that short time. I expect we will have seen, given the outlook at the time, I expect we would have already seen people leaving, especially with a second wave.
0: Well, I want to thank you both for your time today and the insight. The survey results are pretty stark, and it doesn't seem like nurses could be communicating with us any more clearly right now. The time for change is now. And if uh, hospital leaders don't take action, it seems like they will. Absolutely. For Charles Moore and Terry Ridge, I'm Michael Krogman, and this has been the Hospital IQ Podcast.